I'm Kyle Curtis Flett. You like to talk about movies? So do I. I'm on YouTube where I do interviews, reviews, rankings, live streams, unboxings, and much more. You can also catch me on Facebook or Twitter at Return of the Living Flett. I have huge passion for what I do. I love talking about horror. I love talking about movies in general. And with that being said, keep on streaming. This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer. Joining me once again, Ray, the podcaster. What's going on, Casey? Not much. I was going to change it this week. I was going to change it to something like, joining me again, Big Ray. <laughs> Big Ray, yeah. <laughs> but I like Ray, the podcaster. It's good. Uh, it's catchy. It's like Cedric the Entertainer or, you know, Art the Clown. You know, it just tells yeah. you what I do. So, Yeah, Art the Clown. Speaking of Art the Clown. Terrifier 2 just opened last weekend, and I heard it's uh, been doing really well. You know what the only thing I find that's fucked up about it? Two hours, 28 minutes, I believe, is the runtime. Get the fuck out of here. You're kidding yes, me. Yes, sir. No, because I looked it up because I was like, the first one, it's in the wheelhouse. It's an hour and a half. I think this one's two and a half, and I'm like, holy fuck. Too Jesus. long. That is long. That's a long movie, and I, the projectionist gets really mad when I ask him to turn it off halfway through so I can take a nap. <laughs> I have to take. Can you please pause this? I have to. I have to go to the bathroom. Right. Like you're up there banging on their door. They're like scared because no one ever go. Nobody ever goes in that room. I'm. You know. Most of the time, you think there's like a psychopath in there because we've seen so many movies where the projectionist is like a total fucking lunatic murdering motherfuckers bodies piling up in there and you go and you're knocking on the door i have to pee shut the movie off hello what was that movie i was just watching a movie where the the girl fell in love with the projectionist at a movie theater uh, i was an old-timey movie oh, oh that was uh the the x uh prequel yes Pearl. yes Pearl. yes Pearl, yeah, yeah, that's right. She gets yeah, we were going to talk about that. Yeah, she that's gets right. horny and bangs that dude. Yeah. yeah well, uh, we have to decide on something we're going <laughs> to talk about here, Ray. We just we were supposed yeah, to have well, a guest tonight, and uh, he didn't show up, so uh, we're going to see what happens here without him. Let's do the plugs yeah. real quick. You can find all of our previous shows over at deluxeedition.show. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Deluxe Edition Pod. Check our network out over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. The podcast of the month for October is The Return of the Living Flet. Kyle's been doing some uh, great watch-alongs, and uh, he's got some great interviews and all that stuff lined up for October. Check it out. Uh, you can buy T-shirts over at whatamaneuver.net. And if you want to support the show, Go to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod or join the YouTube channel. Yeah, all those things are great. And please leave comments 
on posts, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you follow the show, the algorithm, for some reason, loves it when you make a post. And then people commented on it. So even if you're like, hey, you guys are assholes, it still counts as a good comment. Yeah. Like, like even if you send a comment that's like, I want to bash your fucking brains in with a hammer. You guys are so fucking stupid. It doesn't matter. Still counts for us. So please, yeah. just goddamn make a, a comment somewhere. Give a like. It ain't going to hurt your thumbs to just go, just go to our, our Instagram page and just scroll all the way back to the beginning, hitting like all the way down. It's super easy. It's fun. You can make a game out of it. Every time yeah. you go, every time you go whiz and it stops, you got to drink. And then you whiz again because there's a lot of posts. So you might be drunk by the time you get done. But it, I promise you, it helps us and we appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh, I, I have a friend that plays a game with, um, whatever the dating app is that you swipe he it's called crazy rights where he'll he just clicks everything that he can as fast as he can yeah and uh i guess i guess it works for him i'm not sure uh ray since uh todd isn't here i want to talk about uh my night last night that i had in uh, tallahassee here um, and I apologize for the sound. If I sound a little echoey, um, my microphone isn't working. And I realized that during last week's interview or <laughs> it, last week's chat, uh, it wasn't working either. And it was in front of my face the whole time. And we have a lot, you know, we're not uh, gurus when it comes to the technology department. No. Like I've been using my, this is like, I didn't realize the last two times we recorded that my camera wasn't even fucking working. And it was just my laptop. <laughs> And it has the crazy part is is my my uh my camera has blue lights that come on when it's on. And it took me three weeks before I realized the blue lights weren't even on. But what tipped me off was is when I slammed the table, my clip on camera actually you know how it went black on the top? Mm-hmm. It was because the camera that I like was covering the camera that I was using because it shook down. <laughs> Oh, my God. No fucking clue. But anyways, Tallahassee, Florida last night. What went down there, Casey? Yeah, October 8th, uh, actually. So it was, if you're listening to this, uh, when <laughs> probably this was uh, at least a week ago, um, I went to see for the first time in uh, since COVID has happened a live band. Oh. Yeah, I've see? been, I mean, I've, I've been out like i've seen uh live wrestling shows and stuff but uh this is the first concert that i've been to and uh since covid happened and when did when was that 2020 2019 covid happened in march of 2019 i remember very clearly because it's the last time i got my haircut oh shit yeah (laughs) all right so that explains the long hair all right uh yeah (laughs) So, went to see uh, at this beautiful place in Tallahassee. It's called Cascades Park. It's a beautiful amphitheater. Government Mule and opening band Mike Campbell and the Dirty Knobs. Do you know who Mike Campbell is? Uh, man, I should. Knowing you, he's one of these dirty 
drug-addicted 70s rockers. Yes. So I'm guessing he's probably, let's see, government mule. So I'm guessing he's somehow connected to the Grateful Dead somehow. Maybe he's their fucking roadie. I don't know. Who is he? No, no. He was the guitar player for the Heartbreakers for 50 years. Oh, no shit. Yeah, man. Dude, his band, this band, the Dirty Knobs, it was the first time I had heard them. My girlfriend's familiar with them because she listens to uh, Tom Petty Radio. Mm -hmm. She has Sirius Satellite. Fucking incredible, man. He sounds like, and it must be like, he sounds a lot like Tom Petty. And like, that must be from where they're from, the Gainesville accent, maybe. Well, I know that uh, a lot of my protégés, because, you know, I was in punk bands, the guys who played with me who eventually decided they did the same thing I did. Uh, I started off as a drummer, and I realized that's super expensive and shitty job, and no one gives a fuck about you. So I became a singer. And every drummer I've played with is the same. I'm like, hey, drums suck. Go be a singer. And they just copy my vocal style and just go fucking do it. Well, yeah, maybe after playing for 50 years with uh, Petty, maybe he did kind of, uh, you it's, know. It's it's probably like osmosis. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he doesn't even realize that he's doing it. Um, either doesn't. way, either way, really, really good band. Did they play any Tom Petty songs? Yes, they played at the end. They played... Uh, Oh shit! Southern accents. Hmm. Is that a Petty song or is that someone else's song? Because I know Petty did it. I don't know for sure. I know my favorite Petty song is the one about "You Got Lucky, Babe." Yeah, I, I love that. It's a simple guitar riff in that song, but it's just I love that one. And I remember the video, especially where he's like in the futuristic bullshit, and he's finding like garbage and. But I just love that song a lot. Uh, Mary Jane. That's another good one. What the hell is that song called? Mary Jane, I think. Mary Jane's Last Breakdown, right? Something like last that. Last Dance. Yeah, Last Dance with Mary Jane. That's a good one. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they did play towards the end. They played a couple of uh, Petty songs. They also played for... I was. They didn't do an encore because they were the opening band, so they just played their set straight through. But... Um, one of their last songs was an original uh, Dirty Knob song that I really like. It's called Fuck That Guy. <laughs> and so during the, sh- during the show, like it, I think it might have been the song before this. Um, he told that he saw this girl in the crowd dancing and he was like, he's like, hey, I like your style. You know, he's like, why don't you move yourself out into the aisle so I can see a little better, you know? And so then she's dancing around and all this, right? And so then uh, fuck that guy comes on and he, he tells her to come down. He goes, why don't you come down front now so I can see you a little closer? And dude, the, the, it was an usher. They didn't have really, there were cops there, but they didn't have security guards. It was just these ushers. And the usher told her that she had to go back to her seat. And, yeah. So it was like right in the middle of fuck that guy. So he's like, fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
so she went back to her seat. The whole crowd, like down there, all the people started booing at the usher. You know, they were like, you know, that's fucked up. You know, so then uh, the next song comes on, and at the very beginning of the song, before he starts, he tells his guitar tech, he says, "Go, go, give her a guitar pick for for you know getting booed and for for her uh, um, whatever for her like." for her doing what I was telling her to do, you know? Hmm. And so she comes down to get the guitar pick and, and the lady says, you have to go back up to your seat. Right. <laughs> so dude, the guitar tech, the guitar tech actually went and got her at her seat and took her up on stage. <laughs> and she sat, she was dancing next to Mike Campbell on stage. <laughs> and uh, it was, it was, that was pretty cool. Right. So then uh, they get finished government mule comes out and warren haynes dude first first thing he says anybody who wants to dance come on down front <laughs> and dude it, it was just like everybody just rushed it was fucking yeah. crazy he was like fuck those people fuck yeah, the he, ushers he basically said fuck that guy <laughs> yeah. uh government mule man they, they are an incredible band warren haynes is one of the best guitar players in the country barbara and i the last few years, well, last few years we haven't gone because of COVID, but uh, prior to COVID, we were going down to Jamaica every January to see them for like four years in a row. Hmm. Uh, and then Mike Campbell came on and played, um, they played Breakdown with Government Mule. And actually the drummer for the uh, Government Mule left and the bass player left and the Dirty Knobs bass player came out and played, and the drummer for the Dirty Knobs came out and played, and they dubbed themselves the Dirty Mule for the, the two songs. It was uh, Born in Chicago, I think, was the first song that they played, and then Breakdown. And then I always look at the set list after the shows, and the uh, Chicago song, was it was the first time that Government Mule ever played it. Ah, oh, no shit. Yeah. There's nothing better than seeing a band live that you really like. Yeah, man. Unless, unfortunately, you're going to the stadium tour and it's Motley fucking crew. <laughs> uh, what man, happened? All right. So I, I've told this story on my own podcast, but I'll, I'll tell it again since we got nothing better to talk about. Um, so I took my 10-year-old son to this show. I'm like, you know, my son's a lunatic. He'll be fine. So uh, thank God it wasn't the the recent one where Tommy's telling everybody to whip their dicks out because my kid, (laughs) he actually, you know, most kids would be like, Dad, what the hell's going on? My kid would have been standing on his chair waving his fucking junk around. I guarantee it. He'd have been like, greatest show ever. But anyways, so we're driving down there and I forgot there was a goddamn Guardians game the same day. So now I'm fighting traffic to get fucking downtown Cleveland. Uh, finally get down there. I park and I realize the fucking river's in between me and the fucking stadium. So now I got to walk all the way goddamn down around. So I can hear Joan Jett already playing. Like her set's already started as we're walking. And my son's bitching because he hates to walk. Like most kids, most kids do. Like he's like you're my so nephew, stupid. dude. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my nephew is a few years older than your son, and we if like we have to stand in line for longer than ten minutes anywhere. He's like, yeah. my feet hurt. I'm like, dude, you're yeah. <laughs> yeah. My ten year old's like, you're so stupid. Why didn't you park over there? 
I'm like, I don't know, man. But just try to remember where we are so when we come back, I can ask you for landmarks and shit to find the car because we're way far away from where we're going. So so uh, we finally get down there just as she's finishing up her set. And um, she sounded good from the outside of the stadium. So, But I can't review her set because I wasn't fucking there for it. So I finally get in. And uh, Brown Stadium has this fucked up like upper deck. So we take the escalator up and then you take a second escalator up to get to the seats for the upper deck. That's how high it is. Like literally my head was like in clouds and birds were up there and shit. And uh, so we're, <laughs> we're watching the show and uh, poison comes out and my son doesn't know anything about poison. Couldn't give two fucks. You know, it's not his music. So they start playing and he actually really liked poison. Like they had, dancing girls on the screen and he's like yeah i like this <laughs> and he's singing along to like talk dirty to me because he's heard the songs on the radio he just didn't know who it was sure so they finish playing and i go what'd you think he goes well i see why you like them they got dancing girls and i'm like no they got great songs he goes no they got half naked women on the screen i i get it i'm like all right whatever <laughs> so then uh def leppard comes out and i've seen them a shit ton of times and uh, Def Leppard kind of phoned it in that night. You know, I get it. You're tired. Your drummer's got one arm. It's tough. You know, he's got to be twice as tired as everybody else because he's working twice as fucking hard, you know? <laughs> and uh, they just kind of, I thought they weren't as good as normal, but other people who may have been intoxicated probably thought they were fucking fine, but whatever. So then Motley Crue comes out and everything goes black. The smoke machines kick up. I'm a thousand feet above them and I'm covered in smoke. Like that's how much smoke these fuckers brought to this thing. Holy shit. And this public warning announcements like crackling. And my son's like, are we in danger? I'm like, I'm like, no, no, this is the show. Everything's fine. There's like air raid sirens going off and warnings and he's freaking out. There's red lights flashing, smoke everywhere. And I'm like, welcome to Motley Crue, son. And uh, so they start going through all this shit. They're like, warning, the streets of Cleveland are erupting in violence and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually they're like, we found the culprits. It's fucking Motley Crue. And they're showing pictures of them. And they come out and I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. Vince is going to fucking kill it. And he comes out and he's like, and I'm like, God damn it. You still fucking sound like shit, dude. Fuck. I just wasted 300 fucking dollars on tickets to see you. And you still sound like a fucking whiny dumbass. Fuck. I was so angry. And I'm like, yeah, well, fuck it. I'll still, I'll buy tickets next time too. Fuck it. I don't care. Did you hear the rumor? Johnny five. <laughs> Wait, I gotta ask, is the hope to just that he's going to one day get better? Like, you know he's gonna always sound like that. Look, he loses a little bit of weight and it gets a little better. Like, it goes from and once again, he's never been good at singing live. Ever. He stinks as a live singer. He's a studio guy. He's like Blink-182. You put those guys on a stage, they can't sing to save their fucking lives. Same with Avenged Sevenfold. They can't do it live. They're studio guys. They're like, nope, I need to redo that. I'm going to sing it 800 times until I get one take that's worth a fuck. That's Vince Neil. So live, 
it's just like, oh, fuck. You're a miserable piece of shit. You son of a bitch. All that money, and you couldn't take fucking vocal lessons. You piece of shit. At least go back to heroin. At least you were fucking somewhat decent singer when you're on heroin, for fuck's sake. Well, I've seen Bob Dylan like 13 times, and he plays the exact same set every show. I don't know if I've ever seen Bob Dylan play the guitar either. He he always plays the keyboard. He doesn't play guitar live? It's possible, Ray. <laughs> I'm assuming those were shows that you were having a good time at, and you just can't remember exactly. And quite, I have a honestly, good... <laughs> quite honestly, Casey, because my son was with me, this is the first time I've ever seen Motley Crue sober. <laughs> Completely different experience. <clears throat> I have a, I have a very good uh, Bob Dylan story that I've never told on the podcast. Uh, it. it was a, a Lehigh Valley show. Lehigh Valley is in the Pennsylvania. He was doing a college, um, college stadium, like basketball stadium tour. And uh, I went with a friend of mine and I took a bunch of mushrooms before the show without the other person knowing it. <laughs> and like, I was fucked up before we went into the show and I kept smelling this fart, right? <laughs> like the whole show. <laughs> and I was like really fucked up. And I was like, I wonder, like, I hope I, I hope that's not me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally went to the bathroom to and like, it wasn't, it wasn't me. You know what I mean? Like I was just that fucked up. And I like, I, I washed my, isn't it fucked up? Like, I can't remember <laughs> like, shit that happened last week but i can yeah. remember this mushroom <laughs> trip like specifically everything that happened uh i was washing my face right to, like yeah. trying to wash it away right so i go back to my seat and i'm standing there and i'm like i couldn't find my seat right <laughs> and i just remember people yelling sit the fuck down <laughs> And I, I look, and the person I was with was one row in front of me, and they were like, "What are you doing? Sit down." And I was like, "Oh, okay." So I sat down. Like honestly, the moment I sat down, the concert was over. <laughs> Goddamn drugs! So he could have, he maybe might have played the guitar at that one. Yeah, well. It happens, man. This one time I took some acid when I was in high school and we skipped school and we went out to these trails. They're like little mountains. And I distinctly remember the little trail going up as I'm going up it, it turned sideways. So I'm having the hardest fucking time climbing this little steps, man. Like it was so fucking, it felt like I was going for miles and miles and miles. It's like a two minute walk up this fucking steps and then the whole time we're up there i would everything was funny i just could not stop laughing like trees <laughs> leaves clouds i laughed for like three hours but the best part about this story is, is my other buddy who did the same kind of acid he he went for he had to drive somewhere he took the acid and drove so he left at four o'clock and he got to his destination at three o'clock 
How the fuck does that happen? He also said he was on the highway stopping for red lights. That's how fucked up he was. So I'm not real sure. Yeah, I'm like, wow. That's that's the best ass that I ever took, but holy shit, man. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna save my LSD stories for another. Yeah, for we'll another save the rest of them. <laughs> but I will I will this is a legal drug, so I'll tell this one. So when we were in high school, we used to love and this is before uh, parents and people who sell things gave a fuck. So we used to go to Dairy Mart and we would buy bottles of NyQuil back when they had alcohol in them before school. And we get to school and uh, park the car, and we would drink an entire bottle of NyQuil and then go into school. And, <laughs> and I don't know if you know anything about NyQuil. There's not just alcohol in NyQuil. There's some really fucked up shit in NyQuil. So the first time I did it, I go into school, I get into homeroom, and I'm starting to feel it immediately by that point. Like, I'm, I'm getting really drowsy. And uh, <laughs> and so I'm sitting there in class, and all of a sudden there's bats everywhere. And I'm just, like, looking around, like, oh, what the fuck is going on? So I start swinging at them. <laughs> and uh, one, one dives at me, and I jump up, and I realize that I've been dreaming this whole time. <laughs> I have slobber all over me. The desk... I look at the clock. I've been in homeroom for three hours. And the teacher, <laughs> the teacher just never bothered to wake me up because I must have been twitching or something. So I get up. I go, huh. And I just left the room. <laughs> but yeah, back then we used to just drink bottles of NyQuil for fun. Don't they call that like robo tripping or something like that? Is that what, what that is? Yeah, roboting is when you drop, uh, uh, you put a chemical in it. Uh, what the fuck do you put in it? Oh, I know this one because I have drug testing at work and they told us how to do this and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part about my drug class at work is, is they're like, look, weed's no good. Stays in your system way too long. So what I recommend is, is you do coke on Friday night because by Monday it'll be out of your system. So if you if you're gonna do a drug, coke is the drug because it's a three day drug, out of your system. Weed no good. Alcohol's good, but you gotta you gotta make sure Sunday you gotta stop by midnight so you can you know, right. so you can clear the drug test on Monday morning. Like the, the the guy who does my drug test is an idiot because basically all he says is, look, we know you all do drugs. You're, you're fabricators, you're construction workers. So here's the list. Here's what you can do. And the one guy, this one time we're doing a drug meeting, and this guy goes, uh, so my girlfriend's got a, a prescription for uh, Percocets, and sometimes I like to take those. And the guy goes, but they're not prescribed to you. And he goes, yeah, but we live together. And he goes, uh how do you, where's the connection there, though? He goes, well, we live together, so it's like, her, what's hers is mine, what's mine is hers, right? And the guy goes, no, man, you got to get your own prescription. That's go not tell, how it works. Yeah, go tell them your back hurts and you need Percocets, and they'll give them to you, and then they're yours, and you can take them. And he goes, yeah, but she already has them. Why would I go get my own when she already, and like, 
everyone in the room is looking at him like, shut the fuck up. He just wasn't getting it. Because they show videos. And at certain points in the video, they'll show like psychedelic images to see if anybody's eyes, you know, dilate or follow the big circle. Oh, and all yeah, that yeah. Shit. So it's like, it's funny as fuck because it comes up and we all just start laughing. Like everyone in the room is laughing because we know what it is. But that guy, not laughing, head going around in a circle, following the fucking pattern. But there's always some asshole like that at these meetings. Like, so, so you're telling me that if I drink till two o'clock in the morning on Sunday, I won't pass an uh, alcohol breathalyzer at 7.30 on Monday. I call bullshit. And the, the guy's like, um, why would you be drinking at 2 o'clock in the morning on Sunday when you got to go for work? He's like, because I can do whatever the fuck I want. And they're like, what's your name? And then like, uh, Tom. All right, Tom. And they start writing his name down and shit. Like, Because we have random drug testing. Random. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is funny because I'm actually in charge of keeping an eye on that. Like, if somebody looks like they're on drugs, I'm the one who reports them. <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my you know jobs. Similar to if someone similar to if someone gets hurt, it's my job to assess the uh, the damage if they need medical help. Oh wow! I have no, I have no training in either one of those things. <laughs> you have no jurisdiction. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So it's pretty much like somebody gets hurt and they're bleeding. And I go, hey, uh, how bad is it? And they have like a rag duct taped, duct, duct taped to their arm. And they're like, it's fine. And I'm like, that rag's red, dude. <laughs> Maybe you need medical assistance. And they go, no, I'm fine. I go, all right, if you can't stop the bleeding by 2 o'clock, then I have no choice but to send you to the hospital. I'm going to give you to 2 o'clock. And then like, fine, two o'clock comes and I go, hey, how's that fucking bloody wound of yours doing? Great. And they go, yeah, I'm fine. And I go, why is the rag red then? No, I'm fine. And I'm like, you know, I don't even care. Fine. Don't go to the hospital. Just do your fucking job, though. That guy, Tom, that you were talking about. Tom sounds uh, like this. I had to go to this uh, when I got my DUI in 2004. I had to go to an outpatient um, rehabilitation thing as part of my. Yeah, yeah uh, where you go to the hotel and they make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. yeah. This was an actual like counseling place in Reading. And I remember the one I remember going in there. There's two funny stories about this, about that place. Um, one of them was. This guy came in there and you could actually smell the weed like on him, right? Like, and the, the lady goes, uh, how long, how long has it been since uh, you last smoked? And he goes, oh, like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, you know, this is uh, drug counseling, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's it. I'm done. She's like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, but you can't actually come in here like intoxicated. She's like, that's not how this works. This isn't like AA or whatever. This is like an actual like counseling place. <laughs> right. So that was, that was, so he had to leave. Um, there was another story where this, it was like this big group round circle. Right. And these two people recognized each other from, I guess, like the streets or whatever. And the guy was like, 
oh damn he's like damn girl looking good he's like i see you're pregnant right and she goes no i just stopped smoking fucking crack i'm pregnant she goes i'm fat i ain't pregnant i'm fat well he was looking for step 13 that's what he was looking for Yeah, man, there's fucking, there's some crazy people out there. Mm-hmm. We're two of them. Not, not me. <laughs> not anymore. Hell no, I got responsibilities. I can't be out there doing stupid shit no more. Like this yeah. one time, this one time I bought this car on, uh, what the one was it? New Year's Eve was the day I took possession of the car. So as we all do. I took the plates off my old car and put it on this one to drive it home because that's what you do. And uh, so we commenced to party, you know, we're doing things. And I'm driving home and the car's got a wicked pull to the right. And I'm going through this road. It's 45 miles an hour. I'm doing 65 miles an hour at three o'clock in the morning. I come up over a hill, pass a car. Whoosh. I go, is that a cop car? Huh. So I'm just tearing through there, and I'm going up this hill. And in my rearview mirror, I see this car. The lights aren't on yet, but it's fucking moving. And I'm like, yep, that was a cop. That motherfucker's flying, too. So he pulls me over, and he goes, "Uh, you know why I pulled you over? I said, most likely because my car pulls to the right. And he goes, oh, you, you realize that? And I'm like, yeah. I just bought the car. So, yeah, it's it's got to get the CV joints fucked up or something. I got to get it fixed. He goes, huh. He goes, can you sit in my car for a minute? I'm like, eh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> so I go in his car, and the car I bought had a Grateful Dead sticker on the back window, which I didn't know what that meant at the time because I'm not a deadhead. So I'm sitting in the car trying not to breathe because I've been drinking all night. <laughs> and I'm like, what's he doing? He takes the keys out of my ignition, opens my trunk. Goes through the whole car. There's nothing in the car because I've I've taken all the acid. I've I've smoked all the weed. I've drank all the beer. <laughs> There's nothing in the car. So he puts the keys back in the ignition. It's just a trunk. He comes back and he's running shit. And he laughs and he goes, Phew. he goes. I almost thought that that was the car that those plates go on. They're very close. <laughs> I'm like fuck. He goes, here's what's going to happen. Your car's getting impounded, and I'm going to drop you off at home. I'm like, <laughs> what? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to drop you off at your house where you live. And I'm like, bro, you know, it's like a half hour from where I got pulled over. So he's like, yeah, I'll just drop you off at home. So <laughs> he drops me off at my mom's house at 4 o'clock in the morning on like New Year's Day at this point. I wave. My car got impounded at the, the the impound lot was at the bottom of the fucking hill where he pulled me over. Cost me eighty fucking dollars to get my car out of that lot the next day. They towed it to the bottom of the goddamn hill. <laughs> but I have no complaints. Because I'd been smoking weed, I was on acid and drunk at 3 o'clock in the morning doing 65 and a 45, and he drove me home. 
There's no way that they towed that car. They just drove it down to that lot. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> That's the same hill I was driving home one time, and I fell asleep. I was driving a stick shift, and I woke up, like, I don't even know how long it was, but I was sitting on the top of the hill, and I had my foot on the clutch and the brake while I was sleeping the whole time. <laughs> and I don't even know how long I was there. Oh my uh, god, right. So much fun. The fucked up shit we've done. Yeah, that's that's what I say. Like when you're a kid, you do dumb shit. Yeah, like, I think that'll be t- the title. I'll guarantee you today, because of body cams and all that shit, that cop could have never just drove me home. No way. Because I remember sitting in his car trying not to breathe because I stunk like alcohol. My head was in a cloud from the weed. But the acid had my heart going like a thousand miles an hour, which is the only reason I was awake. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, I'm so fucked. But part of the reason I think he drove me home was because he illegally searched my car without my permission. Because I never told him he could go through my car, like pull the oh, key right. and open the trunk and shit. But had he just asked me, I would have told him yes. Sure. I'd have been like, yeah, go the fucking take the muffler off. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want the car? Fucking keep it. Give it to your kids. I don't give a fuck. Don't arrest me. I'll give you everything I have right now. I'll give you my fucking shoes. Just don't arrest me. Right. I have a story like that, except I was, yeah, I was driving and it was literally like three blocks away. I said, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to run down to sheets. Do you have sheets in Ohio? Yeah. Yeah, sir. All right. Yeah. So, it was like three blocks away. I said, I'm going to go to Sheets. And they were like, you probably shouldn't be driving. You're on acid. And I was like, dude, I'll be fine. It's three blocks away. All right. So I'm lucky. It was like a 25 mile an hour road. And I was like probably doing 10 and <laughs> car, car drives by car drives by. And I'm like this, just looking at the whole way. And it's a cop. And he fucking, yeah. Spins right around, and by this time, I was already parked back at my buddy's place, mm-hmm. and I was like just about to get out of the car. He goes back in the car, and my buddy was one. One of my buddies was with me, and they were like, "You can go ahead. You can go in the car, or you can go in the house." And he just ran all my shit, and I just sat there like an asshole on acid. <laughs> he's like, "All right, this is where you're going." I was like, "Yeah, right, like right here." He goes, "All mm-hmm. right, get in. Just go in the house." Yep. So yeah. stupid. So stupid. I think the title of the show, Ray, will be the, the fucked up shit that we've done. <laughs> well, you know, fucked up shit's not a bad thing. No, not always. No, not we always. wouldn't have these stories if we didn't. Uh, my favorite part is when I tell stories like that and people are like, I call bullshit. And I'm like, why would you call bullshit on a story like that? Because why would I make that up? Right. Like, if I was going to make up a story, it'd be about. Yeah, like, it would be a lot cooler than that. It would be way fucking cooler. It'd be a, like uh, this one time I was at Cedar Point and I banged the che- a cheerleader while I was on the Ferris wheel. Like, that's the shit you make up because there's no way it could happen. Right. It's like a movie plot. But I don't know why anyone would be like, I'm calling bullshit on you doing drugs and getting pulled over. Why would you call yeah. bullshit on that? Right. Yeah, because they, cause they probably <laughs> got arrested when they did it. 
Most people I know, this is the first thing they say when I tell a story like that one. How have you never been arrested? And I go, I don't know. Or honestly don't know. They're like, you have no DUIs. You've never been arrested for anything. I'm like, no. I've been pulled over. The cop took me home. And they're like, what? (laughs) So let me get this straight. You were fucked up on all kinds of shit. And the cop just took you home? Yeah. And I waved when he left the driveway. And they're like, no way. No fucking way that happened. I'm like, honest to God, it happened. Honest to God. And I'm like, that's not even the most fucked up thing that's ever happened to me. Right. All right. I have one more story that I just thought of before we wrap the show here. Hey, you know what? We did, dude, we did really good on this one because we're at 40 minutes already and we don't even have a guest or, or anything planned. Yeah, yeah, this was pretty good. Um, so talking about cops and all that stuff, I used to hang out at this bar in Reading all the time called Johnny and Hans, and uh, there was a police officer that lived right across the street, and he passed away now. Um, and he used to hang out there all the time, also. And we were like closing the bar down the one night. It was like I don't know two thirty, almost three in the morning, and like me and him were hammered, and I had like really long hair, like you, like you do now at the time. And we were like wrestling around and all this shit. And he had me in a headlock and he goes, I like you hippie. He goes, that's why I'm going to tell you this. Stop smoking pot in the parking lot. <laughs> Cause he lived right across the street from the parking lot. Like didn't say anything about me driving hammered drunk out of no, there. No, no, no. Just stop smoking pot in the parking lot. All right. I think that'll do it. Right. Yep, I think this is the winner. Um, stay tuned next week. We'll have Patrika Darbo. Following that, we have some big shows lined up. Ed Begley Jr., J.D. Slackert, some other uh, lined up in the future. So uh, check us out over at deluxeedition.show. We are on Instagram and Twitter at deluxeeditionpod. Check our network out at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Podcast of the month, Kyle Curtis Flett at The Return of the Living Flett. And if you want any t-shirts, go over to whatamaneuver.net slash collections slash deluxe dash edition. And you can find Ray over at the Tencent Beer Night Podcast. And I was hoping my shirt, my my ten cent beer night shirt, would be here for tonight, but uh, didn't get here yet. But <laughs> well, you know, um, where can it, people find your uh, your shirts at, right? They can get it over at T Public, which you can find the link on my uh, Facebook page. I think it might be on my Instagram page too. Otherwise, you can just go on T Public and punch it in. Uh, you know, you don't have to buy one for yourself. Like your mom would like one. Because I've been considering mm-hmm. like getting a shirt that says, um, my mom banged Ray the podcaster and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I'm thinking about making those. And uh, But we have the traditional Tencent Beer Night podcast t-shirts there also, which you can get at tpublic.com. Yeah. Good stuff, Ray. All right. Yes, sir. I will see you next week. Yes, sir. See ya.